Hi guys, James Wilson Taylor here for Rock Sound. Welcome to another edition of the Rock Sound podcast. This is where you can listen back to all of our biggest interviews and a few that you might have missed over the last year. Something a little bit different for you today. Our guest is none other than Mr. Frank Iero. We chatted with him back in December for a feature you might have read in the magazine. It was in the Chase Atlantic issue back in March. We talked all about the Future Violence latest EP. It is entitled Heaven is a Place, This is a Place. It includes some new songs like Sewer Wolf and also a cover of R.E.M.'s Losing My Religion. We went really, really in-depth on that EP and now we bring you some of the audio from that conversation for you to get involved with. We also talked through loads of other stuff that's happened in the last year, particularly Frank getting to play with Thursday, which was so, so cool. If you saw some of those live stream shows where he got to step in on guitar, uh, obviously him and Jeff have such a long-standing relationship through my chem. It was really, really cool hearing him talk about that. A little bit about maybe what might come in the future for the future violence. And yeah, just really, really nice talking to him as ever, all about this brand new EP that you can go and check out now. So yeah, let's just get right to it, shall we? Here he is, today's guest, talking all things future violence. It's Frank. I read that these songs on the EP, did they almost come before Barriers? Is that the idea? Well, the idea around the same time? Both are correct, to be honest. Uh, So the thing I I like to think about with this EP is that it, it perfectly bookends the time uh, spent with the future violence. Uh, there's a, a song on there, uh, the cover of, of R.E.M.'s Losing My Religion. That stemmed from uh, early on, I was touring uh, in, in The Patients and we, uh, we did a U.S. tour with Dave Hawes and his band The Mermaid. And of course in The Mermaid was, was Kaylee Goldsworthy and that's where we, we, find, we first met. Uh, throughout that tour, you know, uh, we we spoke and became close friends. Uh, talk about how she loved playing mandolin and and our shared love for for REM and how it'd be so fun to do losing my religion. And it was like one of those things where you know you you, you talk about it after you know you're driving down the road, you know, and, and we shared a bus together and you know bullshitting about whatever and it's like oh yeah we should do that blah blah, blah but never thought it would come to fruition. And then the last night of tour, uh, I think we finished in San Francisco. And, uh, and she was like, Oh my God, we never did that thing. And so we found a stairwell and her and I just kind of went in there and, and she played mandolin and, and I sang and, and, and I recorded it on my phone. And it was like one of those things where if it had turned out terrible, this would just you know be a story that her and I would have. And we would you know, no one would ever know about it, but it's like, there was such, it felt magical. Like there it felt like a real amazing experience. And, and I loved the recording that I had. I listened to it all the time. And, uh, and when we had made plans to tour with Dave Hawes again in, in the UK and uh, Europe, uh, I had a, a BBC session booked and I was like, this is perfect. I get to hang out with Kaylee and, and we're going to, we can do this song if, if she'll, you know, she'll be uh, uh, accepted to do it. So we, we ended up doing that. And, uh, and that for me was, was the first, you know, like uh, light bulb, like, Oh my God, I need to make music with this person. I want to, I want to be in a band with this person. So like what you have is, is myself, uh, of course, Evan Nestor, my brother-in-law and, and Kaylee on that recording. And, and that is from that, that tour with the patient. So back then that's the, the seed of, of putting together uh, future violence uh, flash forward to, you know, uh, I think, there's a song on, on the record called Violence, which is uh, one of the first songs I brought to the band when writing Barriers and possibly one of the last songs to get finished because it 
it went through so many different incarnations. Uh, and, uh, and that song to me like represents the, I think the, the lasting work ethic of that band, how, how we kind of uh, would, would mine, you know, different, different songs and, and different ideas and, and didn't give up on a lot of stuff. And I, I think that song really came out pretty amazing. I, I'm pretty excited about that song. Uh, and then Record Ender, of course, is, is I think the last song we tracked together. So for me, it just runs the gamut of, of that entire uh, uh, time period of, of, of playing and, uh, with the, the guys and, and, and Kaylee in, in the Future Violence. Yeah, man, it's, it's such an interesting mix of stuff. I'll, I'll start kind of with the R.E.M. cover, just to dive into that a little bit, because what I, I love R.E.M. and I grew up listening to that band, of course, like so many people did. But what's always fascinating me about them is people like yourself who are primarily associated at least with a kind of heavier sound than what they do always seem to take inspiration from R.E.M. And you can trace that back to Nirvana, Pixies, any other kind of heavy bands out there, I find, all seem to love R.E.M. What is it about that band that that really connects with you? Well, you know, I, it, that's, that's funny that you say that. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, they're, they're one of those bands that, that, that just speak to so many different people, whether it be uh, lyrically or, or uh, you know, melody choices. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the way the band carried themselves, uh, they came from the underground and, and, and stayed true to their craft, you know, the, uh, the androgyny, uh, 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 Michael Stipe on stage, like just, I think everything about that band was, was so um, thought forward. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I was able to see them um, as a teenager on the up tour and it was one of the greatest shows I, I'd ever seen. I actually even got to I, I got to meet uh, Mike Mills once too at at uh, uh, Maxwell's in in Hoboken, New Jersey, and I was very excited and probably a little bit intoxicated, and I don't think he was as, as excited to see me as I, I was to see him. But uh, you know, that, that's just one of those bands that uh, yeah has always been an influence and uh, ha- has had this strange connection with my life. Like you know, I remember. Uh, the first time hearing uh, "Stand" and and uh, uh, you know the end of the world as we know it, like it's that was actually <laughs> there's a funny story. Uh, so I was pretty young. My mom uh, took me on vacation. We went down to to visit her her cousins down in Florida, and uh, and she it was karaoke was like a thing that was happening in the '80s, right? <laughs> It still goes and, on, man. Still, still kicking about. But this was like the first I heard about it, you know, maybe because I was young or maybe because it was like all the sure. craze at that point. But um, yeah, I mean, I maybe was eight years old. And so uh, we're at a karaoke bar and uh, my mom's like, all right, you, you should get up and do a song. And I loved uh, <laughs> End of the World as we know it by REM. So, uh, you know, I, I heard it on the radio a lot, but that's a rough fucking song. Even if you're an adult, even if you're Michael Stipe, that's a hard song to sing. <laughs> and so uh, I got up and and attempted to to sing that that song at a karaoke bar at eight years old and fucking bombed. Oh, Man. I was really hoping <laughs> you were going to say you nailed it. Damn. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, Jesus. No. Shouted, shouted Leonard <laughs> Bernstein and then just jumbled, right? That's the way to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's the way most of us do it, man. That's the way most of us do it. Was it daunting at all? Because like that song, so clearly it came from a place of, you know, chatting with Kaylee and going, this is a great song. This would sound so good if we did it. But releasing it now, 
Was it a little daunting? Because it's not just an REM song. It's the REM song, right? You're right. You're right. And there, there's certain things, you know, uh, that you you don't do. <laughs> you, you know, you, you don't cover, uh, you know, the Beatles. You don't cover Nirvana. You don't do like the, the main single, like the things that have been done perfectly. You, you, there's no need to, to throw your hat in that ring. But uh, in that session, we did all the, the wrong things, right? We, in that one session, I feel like at that BBC session, we, we did Lose My Religion and we covered Helter Skelter by the Beatles at oh, BBC. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, I, I'm, I'm very much about doing the shit that, that shouldn't be done or, or, or scares the hell out of me. Uh, we've, we've had that discussion before. And uh, yeah, it just, I, you know, like I said, if that original recording in the stairwell in San Francisco wasn't magic, uh, we wouldn't be having this discussion. That's very true, yeah. man. Nice to hear. It's, it's great to hear how it kind of came out in the final version, man. It really kind of suits you guys and definitely a different side Thank to you, you as well to explore. It's very, very cool. Um, I appreciate that. Thank you. I want to mention Sewer Wolf, of course. Now, again, with the influences on that, that's what struck me because listening to it, I was like, this is so embedded, at least to my ears, in like kind of grunge, early 90s, and sort of that area of, I know you've always cited pumpkins across your career, but mm. like... I don't think I've heard you, whether it's my cam or solo stuff, do pumpkins like cherub rock pumpkins, like like proper, oh, wow. like, you know, gish pumpkins. That to me was the kind of guitar sounds of the kind of thing that was coming through there. Talk to me about the influences with that long. And I mean, is that remotely right? Yeah, I, I, th- I it's flattering that you bring that up. I, I think in my mind, you know, we, we were writing this song. That was just a one of those things where Tucker and I were, I think, he had shown up early to a rehearsal writing session uh, at my house and it was just a riff that, you know, I was kind of j- just came into my head and it was like one of those things that we would play. And, and when we were done, like we laughed, you know, cause it was like, almost like it was so, it was powerful, but it was also just silly. Like it was fun, you know? And, uh, and, 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 and then the more people showed up at practice, we, we were playing this thing and, and, and people were digging it. So like, we were like, all right, let's, let's see, and I, I love chasing everything, even this, the stuff that you, you initially think, oh, this isn't, you know, this isn't good or this is derivative of something else. I love chasing it because it never ends up uh, sounding the same as, you know, in the, as it does in the beginning, you know, like you, you eventually get somewhere, whether that, that, that place is, oh, okay, this is not something we should do, or, you know, or it becomes something, you know, actually tangible and, and great. Uh, and that, that was one of those songs uh, for me. I, I just, I thought of, of Phil and like, you know, like I think down era Phil Anselmo and, and Danzig, like uh, that's, that's basically what I channeled for that song, you know, like, and uh, yeah, I, I think guitar tone wise, you know, what, what you're hearing is uh, just really fuzzed out baritone guitars. Um, you know, as let's see, like how low can we go and still have a, a, hear hear a note <laughs> you know um nice to have a and, challenge yeah 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 exactly and uh and then you want to kind of juxtapose that with like a real creepy organ and uh yeah i mean all of that that 90s uh i think grunge uh kind of mixed in with with uh, a lot of you know doom metal kind of thing uh was where where that song ended up and it's it's so fun to play it really is you know but i felt like out of everything that we were writing, it was like, oh, wow, is this, is this completely out of character? Uh, is that why I love it so much? You know, uh, 
and uh and then when the name came in like my son <laughs> he was doing this thing where he came up with this character this uh this this superhero called super wolf and i was like that's awesome you know and he was like you should name a song super wolf and i was like i will so i wrote it down on the board and then a couple of days later he'd come down and he's like dad what's sewer wolf and i was like that's fucking better <laughs> like oh my god that's so gross <laughs> and uh and to me it, it totally encompassed like the uh the the sound that we were going for in that song that's so awesome what so this is this a character your kids just played around with is it like drawing oh man yeah my my life is a vaudevillian act of you know like who's putting on a show tonight and uh you know who was practicing some sort of performance that they've come up with and dropped the other one on the head and now we have to go to the hospital because you know someone's got a concussion uh these are all true stories by the way <laughs> like it's the price of the, art yeah. man it's the this price of art happened. yeah <laughs> what has to happen man? what has to happen um leads on nicely to violence then because again i guess that the the, the key thing here which is something you've of course been able to play with for a while in this band but having those dueling male and female vocals is just such a nice thing to, i mean it sounds simplistic to say but what a lovely yeah. kind of extra color extra sound to bring into that talk to me i guess specifically about i mean i mean does kaylee write her own vocals for it? are you writing different harmony parts and different registers how does that kind of work well kaylee you know she i think her wavelength is 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 uh is is pretty uh pretty up there in, in, in the, the genius spectrum like you know when when i say like oh i want to hear um a harmony here she's she's already there with it right. you know so as far as uh um you know words lyrically that that was would all be written for people but then you know like kind of going like oh maybe it's a double maybe it's like a, a higher register or lower register and then uh you know there's there's some moments on there where it was like uh, yeah, can you do this like sexy? And oh yeah, of course. And it's like this breathy sexiness comes through the, the speaker. Like Jesus, all right, that was perfect. You know, so like it was. She nails everything that that, that comes through. That's great. That's great, man. That's it, it. Again, it just works so nicely. And and uh, and I want to mention Recondender, of course, as well, because again, what struck me that it's interesting. You say that was kind of the last thing. I guess it's implied by the name, but one of the last things you did, um, because <laughs> it reminded me a bit of. Not to hark on too much about your older stuff, but like, I remember when you guys were talking about Vampire Money, when you guys did that with MCR and how that effectively at the end of an album sounded like the end credits of an album. This kind of had yeah. the same effect for me on the EP. Like this really did sound like, and here's the end credits song. And it kind of stretches out like that. Was that any kind of influence there? Cause it definitely, it definitely was made to be a final song somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I mean, the idea did cross our minds like, oh, how funny would it be to start a record with record ender? <laughs> like, that would just be, you know, the ultimate mindfuck. But uh, ultimately, yeah, it, it feels like it feels like the the curtain is closed, and um, and that song I think is 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 heavily, uh, you know, influenced by by bands like uh, like Mineral, you know, and and, and uh, a lot of you know that Jade Tree uh, emo of of the '90s, you know, that we kind of grew up listening to. Um, there's there's a definite nod uh in that song i think in the the b section where the there's a there's a, a mineral song called slower off of uh, the power of failing which was always one of my my favorite songs um to listen to and there's there's a moment in that song of uh where kind of everything kind of breaks down 
to a whisper. And then this abrasive feedback comes in and reintros re the, uh, the end chorus. And it was, it's one of my favorite um, recorded moments. And so when we were doing uh, record under, it was like, oh, this is the perfect moment to do that, to a nod to that. Uh, and so uh, what you have there is, is, is a direct uh, uh, us paying homage to, to, uh, to that, that band and that song. <clears throat> but also too, uh, another wonderful thing about that song is the first line of that song, It's Only Raining uh, on My Side of Town, that, that first half of that line, uh, It's Only Raining, was uh, a line I, I, I lifted from uh, my friend John McGuire in our first band in high school. We made, we had a, a band called Hybrid and we had uh, these t-shirts um, that it said it's only raining on it. And, uh, and that was always like, uh, you know, if I had a chance to, to throw that line in somewhere, uh, it's going to happen and it fit so perfectly in, in that song. And I thought it was a, a great time to do it at the, on the last song of the, of the record. Man, really nice moment. Yeah, really nice moment to be able to acknowledge your past in that way. That's very, very cool. And I guess, again, beyond the title of it being Record Under, like we say, it fits very nicely at the end of a collection. That seems like where it should sit. I wonder more generally, is that how you, do you still feel the value of albums, EPs as where you want to sit as an artist? Because a lot of people obviously, and I, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, have gone down the route of, I want to do more and more standalone singles at this stage. It sort of feels yeah. like maybe you work more in, in terms of a body of work at a time. Um, I guess so. It, it, it depends on the project. Sure. You know? Um, and I guess it also depends on, you know, like if the project is really speaking to me, and I feel like there's there's more uh, that I can say or, or that needs to be said for a cohesive idea. Um, then yeah, I, I do like the album. Um, that that I think that's a format I, I feel more comfortable in. Uh, and, and also as a fan, I, I enjoy like when I first listen to to say like someone's record, I, I like to listen to it front to back. But then uh, I, I may jump to like the second or third song. I want to see like. You know, I, I like openers and I like to see like, where do you go from there? Like, where do you, what kind of ride do you take someone on? Uh, and I think that there's an art to that, you know, uh, this, this journey of, of start to finish, like where you start, where you end up, like how you get there. Are there, uh, are there lulls? Are there hills and valleys? You know, um, uh, is it the same uh, sentiment or emotional the whole way through? I think these are things that, you know, I, I think about and, and I want to know. Uh, what an artist is is trying to 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 put across. So uh, yeah, those are those are things that I find really important. I think it's you know, um, it, I'm not trying to discount like a kick-ass song is a kick-ass song, sure. you know. Um, but when I hear a single that I really love, it always leaves me wanting more. Right. Yeah, that's a good way of wording it, to be fair. That, that definitely, yeah. definitely makes sense. Um, one of the things we talked about last time we chatted, which I think was uh, 2000 Trees, actually, when you're over here, which seems like uh, a million years uh, oh, ago yeah. now. Dude, it feels like so long ago. It's unreal. Um, I know, right? Um, but I remember saying to you at the time, you know, you you talked about how this lineup in particular was one you'd been wanting to work with for a while and you were so enthusiastic to work with. Um I guess the question, and I already know the answer, but the question is, did it meet your expectations, really? What was it about <laughs> those people that made it such a joy to, to finally get in the studio with them? Oh, man. Uh, above and beyond. You know, I, I think uh, I, whatever expectation I, I had, we, we, they definitely surpassed it. You know, well, <clears throat> for 
I guess since 2001, you know, when I first met Tucker and Matt, you know, I, I, I just saw them as these, these kindred spirits, these, you know, exceptional artists and, and songwriters and just the way that they thought about their instrument was, was so inspiring to me and, and so cool. Um, and if ever given the opportunity, I would, I wanted to, to make music with them. Uh, so that was a long time coming. Uh, Evan, of course, uh, is a musical soulmate that I, I never want to be without. It's like, you know, he's my, my other arm, you know? <laughs> uh, and it, not only is, uh, I, I would say that his, his musical prowess is, is only surpassed by just his good vibes. Like to be around him is, is one of the greatest uh, things. He's just phenomenal to have on the road and, and in the studio and yeah, just at all times. Um, and then of course, Kaylee was the, the missing piece to the, to the puzzle, you know? Um, I feel like early on when, when writing songs for, for stomach aches and, uh, and then putting together the celebration, I always thought how wonderful it would be to, to have uh, a woman in the, in the band and, and, and to have that, that timber of voice and, and just, I just always felt like I got along better with, with girls than I, than I did, you know, guys. So like, uh, I, I always kind of wanted that, but it just didn't work out. You know, I, I didn't, uh, know anybody, uh, at that time, like, you know, that I, I could put in the band. And I think, uh, when, when I finally, uh, was lucky enough to meet, to meet Kaylee, it was like, oh, geez, like I've been, I've been looking everywhere for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, where have you been? And, uh, and it was like, like, all right, finally, like I can I can put together this dream band and, and write the songs that I, I've wanted to write and, and take the chances that I wanted to take. And uh, and yeah, absolutely. Uh, broke down, uh, you know, every expectation I had and, and it took it to a different level. I think, you know, almost ruined, <laughs> you know, like whatever comes next. Like, how do you where do you go from here? You know? They got a big uh, thing to match, dude. That's I good. I know, I know. Nice thing to I aim know. for. There we go. <laughs> Set the standards high. That's what we like, dude. Um, I want to mention a couple of other things you've been up to. Um, primarily, um, we did one of these. I did I did a video chat actually recently with um, Jeff from Thursday. Oh, Always nice. such a great dude. Um, and, and you know, he, of course, mentioned connections with yourself and, and, and with the various projects you've been in over the years and how much he values that and everything. Of course, now you've got to play in these live stream shows, which must yeah. have been just such a joyous experience. How was that for you, man, and getting to, to finally play with these guys? Oh, unreal. I mean, you know, it's it's funny, like, you know, knowing them for as long as I've known them and, you know, kind of growing, you know, essentially growing up together, you know, like they were a little older than me, but still like, you know, we were in the same, you know, uh same labels and 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 same touring and stuff like that growing up in the, in the music scene together uh and loving their band you know loving them as people but also loving their band like i i now have such a uh, a newfound appreciation uh for the band and the songs that they wrote um and are writing because now i'm kind of learning these these songs and and what you know what is actually being played who's playing off of what and, and what parts of it, and it's just, oh my God, like some of these songs are, fuck, they're just so, so, so good. And, uh, and, and also too, you know, not to single anybody up, but like as far as players, but uh, they're phenomenal musicians. And uh, I, there's not a slouch in the band. That, that's the greatest thing I think about Thursday is that everyone is just 
fantastic at what they do. Um, I love playing Tom's parts. He, he has these, these little moments of just pure genius that, ah, it's, it's just so fucking cool. Like getting to, to sit with him on a zoom call like this and like, Hey, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, he's like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, uh, you know, and he, it's really weird, extreme tunings and, uh, and him just kind of like, you know, uh, making magic happen and, and me trying to figure out how, <laughs> how to recreate that and, and do these songs justice. But, uh, yeah. I mean, everybody in that band is phenomenal. Tucker, of course, you know, I've gotten to play with and and I love playing with Tucker, but like Tim and Steve too are, they're motherfuckers at their instrument. Like that, I think I always knew like as a young person going to see them play, you know, and, and touring with them, like this is a fucking great band, like a really tight, amazing band. Oh, yeah. But now get actually getting to play with them and knowing what's what's being played and 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 the intensity of it is it yeah it blew it blew my mind it's a dream come true and so like you know i even get to like pick a few songs that i really wanted to play it's crazy they don't have a bad song like yeah. they don't have a bad song and i feel like you they've know? got better and, and better uh, live recently as well like the the live show that i've seen yeah. this last tour is so tight so so tight. Oh, you mean since since i joined since, oh, since, since you joined yeah, yeah. of course as well that's <laughs> no, it okay. that's what i was implying frank of course man suddenly just up the game i don't know what was going on yeah and everybody's just more handsome now it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> that was the noticeable difference like what's going on i can't put my finger on it but something's changed dude oh that's funny man i guess working with jeff as well i mean i mean that's the funny thing isn't it it's why it must be so full circle for you because in the early days of course you were a fan of thursday then he was sort of a mentor to you in a lot of ways in a production aspect and everything and now contemporaries and actually working his band he's got a feel like a really lovely kind of full circle moment for you i'm sure oh absolutely absolutely you know um it, it's funny because i was i was doing uh, an interview um recently and and we were talking about sewer wolf and uh and i was saying like oh yeah for me that that song um like the middle part is very shudder to think. And I started to think about like the first time I ever heard uh, shudder to think was in Jeffy's car driving up to Newburgh to record the MyCam record. Wow. So like, you know, like he was always, you know, the, this, this guy that would like, you know, like play us music that, you know, uh, that he was into that I, I hadn't heard of before. And, and he was just always great to like bounce ideas off of, you know, the other day we were texting and like, we were talking about films and stuff. He's just, one of those people that just really has their finger on a pulse uh, of art, you know, and, and he knows, um, do you know, he's always sort of like really into like, like scents and like perfumes and, and no, I didn't Dude. know that. Yeah. That's interesting. It's crazy. Like when we, the last time we toured together, uh, we did a U.S. tour together and like every day he had this, like, he had these like vials and he was like mixing and like trying to find like these different, like, yeah, I don't know, man. And he always smells awesome. It's crazy. <laughs> the, no, back in there, the man yeah. does smell good. He's a good smelling gentleman. He, he's a, yeah, like one day he like came out, I was like, you just smell like roses. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, I know that you didn't shower, but you smell like roses. <laughs> that's it. When they tour as hard as they do, yeah. they definitely need to keep those scents to hand. That's a, that's a good, smart yeah. move from Jeff. I like that a lot. Uh, a couple more things I want to ask you about, Matt. I want to ask you a little bit about just generally, you know, you've always cited UK artists as being one of your major influences. And I think it's very, very clear in terms of the reaction to your last record and, and obviously other touring things and stuff. 
that relationship with the UK has never gone away. They're big fans of your work. Talk to me a little bit about just that relationship in terms of both playing live and I guess areas of influence from the UK specifically. Oh man. Well, it's, it's funny, you know, I think, um, growing up, it, it, it just, it felt, it felt so far away. And I feel like, uh, really, uh, the way brothers were the ones that, that really got me into, uh, you know, Brit pop and, 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 and UK artists and, and really starting to, to, to learn more about the culture there and stuff like that. And I think, you know, also getting to tour there as much as we did and, and all the love that we experienced um, is what really drove it home. It feels like a home away from home. You know, there are fears, it feels like there's this, uh, this again, kindred spirit there of like, you know, a mutual affection and appreciation. Um, I think that's one of the hardest things about this, uh, this pandemic is that we we had these plans to be over there and do some really special things and um and just like it's it's rough dude yeah it's rough i i i truly do i love it over there i love touring in the uk uh i love the people over there uh you know the work ethic uh even when it's cold and rainy uh i fucking i think it's awesome i i, I truly 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 do love it and um, and I feel like every time we go there and we you get to play a show over there, it's a blessing and you you feel energized, you know. And I'm I'm truly missing that. Oh man, something to look forward to anyway. It will come whenever it does come. It will come, and that we'll be um, delighted to see you back on these shores, of course. Yeah, knock on wood, absolutely, on wood, man. absolutely, dude, absolutely. Um, I guess this is kind of I'll start to wrap up by saying, you know, what is next for you, man, in terms of your writing and stuff? I've spoken to a lot of people this year where they've been writing more music than ever before and they've just been sat there churning it out other people i've spoken to have gone i switched off i did not want to face anything this year i just yeah. wanted to enjoy my time um, where have you kind of sat in that man have you have you had much time to stay creative in terms of thinking about the future for yourself it's a hard one you know and i feel like i go through waves of uh of hyper creativity to uh just crippling depression and uh and i feel like um you know, I have, there's a few little projects here and there that I've been, I've been working on with people uh, remotely and, uh, and who knows what they'll turn into. If it's going to turn into anything, that'd be really great. If it does, uh, if nothing else, it's just a, a way to stay creative with people that I, I admire and, and, and love and, and, and find to be uh, inspiring. But uh, yeah, I think the, the hardest hurdle for me to get over is that, you know, we're all kind of going through the same thing. And I don't feel like uh, my thoughts on the matter are unique in any way. I think we're all kind of in the same boat, you know? And so that almost leaves you with, you know, like uh, what, who needs to hear my perspective on this thing? Like, you know, we're, you know, why is my, my perspective any more important than anybody else's about the same collective uh, disappointment and, and hardships, you know what I mean? And, and I am very lucky to, to be in the position that I'm in to, to weather this storm, you know, and, and some, a lot of people aren't. And, uh, and that makes me sad. And, and I feel like, uh, you know, I feel very fortunate, but at the same time, I can't shut off my, uh, uh, my despair, you know, about the whole, the whole thing. So uh, it, it's a hard one to navigate and I haven't fully figured it out yet. Um, it doesn't mean I'm not writing songs, 
uh, I just don't know. I just don't know what it all means yet, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I am keeping busy. I mean, I'm doing a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, I was, I was uh, talking to, to, you know, Mikey way hit me up the other day. We were talking, you know, basically we talk a lot of football and then also he'll say like, how the fuck are you doing all the things that you're doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I don't, I don't know how to say no to shit. So like, you know, like fun stuff comes up and I'm like, yeah, I could do that. I could probably do that. Yeah. You know, you gotta and, keep uh, yourself occupied, man. That's yeah, the way to do it. Yeah, I think know. that's a good attitude to have, but that's interesting. You say that though, because again, that's something that people seem to have fallen on the extremes of, of like when they have been writing new music, some people saying, I am going to reflect this year entirely my music and other people saying, absolutely fucking not. I am writing something <laughs> completely escapist that is going to yeah. be completely a way that people can lose. Themselves. It sounds like you're going with the latter there. Well, I, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. What are you, maybe, yeah. To the, this is the year to write the songs about being in a crowd. Is that the deal? <laughs> so we can live vicariously. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 That shit's so fucking crowded. <laughs> That's a, a new single. Yeah. New single. <laughs> <laughs> That's a winner. I, and it, go on. Go on. Oh, I was going to say, it's definitely, I'm at, definitely at that point though, where like, you know, if you watch TV or like or an old movie and like, there's all these people like, in like a subway or something like that without wearing masks and it totally freaks me out like like i know i know it's been filmed before or, or if it's filmed after it's in a very controlled area but it still freaks me the fuck out dude oh yeah i don't i don't like that at oh, all oh yeah well no i don't every single time i keep Just, looking at things like what on yeah. earth is going on we were watching elf the other night and when will ferrell starts eating the gum off the railings i was like oh dude, god i is, know yeah that's wrong i mean that's wrong normally but even watching it now, <laughs> but now it's a whole even, yeah. new level oh, to it that i'm very seriously. uncomfortable with how yeah, just, times have changed man. keep thinking about all the breath in, the, in that scene yeah, yeah, yeah dude the amount no. of things flying around there that's yeah, not no good. good we no don't good. want that we don't want that in terms of um I, I know you won't want to mention obviously whoever you're working with and things you're working on but just generally out of curiosity how has your remote working gone for you man i've had bands talk to me where they've been working directly on this or various other ways yeah. how have you found that idea of working with people who aren't in the room with you at the same time it's hard. I, you know, it takes like a week to do something that you could probably fix in like five minutes if you're in the same room. Yeah. So that could, could be a little, little weird. And, you know, it's uh, basically it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, I'll, there's a few different projects I'm, 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 I'm doing at the moment because inevitably one of them is going to be like, Oh, well, you know, like, Hey, my kid's school just got shut down this week and now right, I gotta yeah. do that. Yeah. So like that one falls off and then one's like, ah, you know, I'm moving. So I got to do the, blah, blah, blah. so that one falls off and then it's like, all right, then the, hopefully the next one starts up again and people got lives, you know, and, uh, and there's a lot of shit that's, you know, moving parts that are still happening and who's getting sick and whose ceiling is caving in. That's mine, by the way, oh, <laughs> I have to get a new fucking roof next week. Seriously. Uh, so like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's awful. So like stuff like that, you know, um, shit just happens. And, uh, yeah, the remote thing is, is, is hard, but I'm thankful for the technology to be able to do that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, life keeps getting in the way here and there, but I think we'll, you know, Hey, if you have, you have eight, uh, chicken eggs, right? Like one of them's got to hatch, right? <laughs> hey. Maybe. That's know. the logic. I think one in eight's good odds. I would take <laughs> those odds. I think that's kind of, yeah, there's some of that. Is it really eight projects? Is that how much you're spending right now? Oh, wait, hold on. Let me see. Uh, one, two, three, four. Uh, five? That's pretty busy. That's yeah. You're a busy man. That's crazy, oh. dude. 
Hey, fair play to you. Absolutely fair play to you. Um, I'll leave you with this, man. This will be my final one for you. Um, just generally, in terms of this era of you working on music through Barriers, through this EP, what do you think are the learning curves from this that are going to carry you forward? What are the lessons you've taken away? What are the things you particularly enjoyed in terms of working progress, progress, bleh, process and stuff that you want to kind of lead on with you to whatever's next? Uh, as far as the, the future violence is concerned? Yeah, as, as far as Future yeah. Violence is concerned, as far as your own solo work is concerned, were there oh. anything in this particular lineup where you thought, oh, I really loved working in this particular way or that's something I learned from writing this album that I want to take forward with me? Hmm. Well, I, I definitely think, um, you know, especially on, on Barriers, it, it was about uh, doing all the things that you didn't think you could do or you didn't think you could pull right. off. And, uh, and, and that was, uh, that was a confidence filter. Uh, and, and also I think just in, invigorated that, that creative spirit, you know, uh, I like the idea of, uh, there not being any rules other than, you know, to, to scare yourself a little bit and, and to try new things. <clears throat> so that, that really, um, I think is going to stick with me, um, to, to, I feel like writing a record like that, uh, the, the slate has been wiped clean and now I can kind of jump off into to anything I want to do, that's you nice. know? And uh, yeah, that, that's a, that's a real freeing and, and also daunting process. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's one thing that will definitely carry through. And, and, and also, you know, I don't know if I want to be done uh, making music with those amazing people yet. So uh, we'll see, you know, but I did set up those rules. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, I'll have to see how it goes. Man. We'll, we'll have, have to see. see we'll have to see which of the eggs doesn't hatch. And then yeah, exactly. Line exactly. up a new one right in its place. <laughs> It'll work very well. Uh, I'll leave you with that, man. Thank you so much, dude. It's always really, really nice to get to chat uh, to you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much again to Frank for that conversation. Always so, so good to chat to him. Uh, if you want to read the feature, you can check it out. It's in the issue of Roxanne with Chase Atlantic on the cover, dated March 2021. Still available right now over at shop.roxound.tv. And make sure you hit subscribe, guys. Like I say, this is where we're putting all our latest interviews and a few you might have missed from our video call series over the last year. Uh, recent episodes you can listen back to include While She Sleeps, about their new album. We've got uh, the guys from The Offspring, Machine Gun Kelly, Nothing Nowhere, Load loads more to come so make sure you do hit subscribe we are available wherever you get your podcasts from so we'll be back soon with a brand new episode in the meantime i've been james wilson taylor and thank you for listening to the rock sound podcast <laughs>